0: Get ready for Mental Vlog. It's Jeff and Bishop. Grab your snacks. It's about to get real. Hello everybody and welcome to Mental Vlog, and thank you so much for that introduction. My name is Bishop. And I am Jeff. Jeff and I are excited to be here with you today. What started as a friendship during the dark days of 2020 has followed the laws of natural progression, and now we have a podcast. In
1: trying to sort out our own issues, we soon found that in being open with our stories and our struggles, we began to pave the way not only for our own healing, but it began to build community and solidarity. And We were soon helping others to pull their shit together while everyone else was losing theirs.
0: It's a true fact it was a very interesting time to be alive and to try to make friends, and I don't know about you, Jeff, but I spend a lot of time listening to sea shanties.
1: The sea shanties?
0: Yeah, try saying that three times fast.
1: Sea shanties, sea shanties, sea shanties.
0: You're better than I. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we mentioned in the intro, uh, which you probably heard, what we are going to be doing is looking at things from you know, the usual perspective and also the metaphysical perspective. And one of the things we're going to do on the show is at the start of it, Jeff is going to pull a card for us. Jeff, you ready to do that?
1: Okay, indeed.
0: What do we got today, sir? Okay, so
1: the card that I pulled today is the Four of Cups.
0: What does that mean for us? So
1: so the Four of Cups, um, it is depicted as a man sitting underneath a shady tree by a riverbank, and he's got three cups in front of him. He's not satisfied with any of the cups that are being offered. So then you have Divine Intervention, a hand from the sky reaching down with another cup, offering him a cup saying, you need to drink some damn water, you dehydrated noodle and he's still saying you know what like i don't want to so the theme here is just about disillusion boredom not being happy with any of the options that are being presented in front of you and just being stuck in the mud and a pain in the ass about it and refusing to to be able to to move forward
0: i like it i love it i want a better card next time <laughs> <laughs> jeff and i like we were saying, met in the dark times of 2020. Facebook is how this all started, wasn't it?
1: Now I'm not exactly sure how we wound up on each other's Facebook profiles, but I know um, when the pandemic hit, I was in a slump business-wise. So all of the corporate gigs, the parties, and whatnot had dried up, and I had to get more creative. At that point, I was used to doing readings in person. You know, being that, having that face-to-face interaction, being able to like read someone's energy or whatnot. But I had to start doing readings through Zoom meetings, through through Facebook Messenger, and eventually just learning how to do readings through chat and just phone calls. So I remember at some point, somehow, like you reached out to me for a reading. And this is kind of how everything began.
0: Now, it was a really, really in-depth reading that you did too. And I can't even think of the name of it right now. What was it, Jeff?
1: So it's what I call running the gauntlet. Um, running the Gauntlet um, is several components. So I began by pulling somebody's natal chart. This is basically the the blueprint of your bullshit. This is how all of the stars and planets aligned when you were born. And in order for it to work, you have to have the exact date and the exact time of somebody's birth to figure out how everything lines up. This gives you a breakdown because I think most people are going to be familiar with their sun sign. Like, you, do you know what your sun sign is, Bishop? Okay, mm-hmm. wh- When was your date of birth?
0: 31287.
1: So you're a Pisces. Okay. All right. So you're a Pisces. I'm an Aquarius. So you, you know, that, but that's as far as like most people go as far as astrology. They understand, like, okay, I'm a Pisces. You know, you're an Aquarius. You know, that asshole over there is a Virgo. That person over there is a Scorpio. And that's as far as they go. That little bit is just, you know, such a small part, small component of your personality. Your sun sign, what most people are going to know that represents your core value, you know, who you are deep down inside, like what you stand for. But then you're going to have your moon sign. You have any idea what your moon sign is?
0: No, when you said sun sign, I was like, wait, is Pisces my moon sign or my sun sign? That's why I was like, <laughs> uh, I I know I have it written down somewhere, but I'm not as good about it as you are okay. of keeping track of it.
1: Well, I, I think we'll have to do an episode where I pick apart your natal chart one of these days.
0: That's going to be painful. So, <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, um. Jeff, the wizard here, really is the wizard, and he is very into this, and uh, I'm what you would call a skeptical believer, and that's how our friendship started. I wasn't unwelcoming of his different viewpoints and knowledge, um, but I had a healthy amount of skepticism. Now, the interesting thing about this reading he did for me was that I was really happy I did it at an older age, because the things that jived with my personal mantra and my experience were very real and i could see how if i'd learned that at a younger age how that might have driven me towards some things versus just me figuring my stuff out on my own it was an interesting thing
1: and i think when you're doing an natal chart analysis to begin with it is going to it is going to be more poignant uh, for somebody a little bit later on in life because that's going to yeah, that's going to map out all the aspects of your personality that's going to show various different uh, trials and successes that you might have throughout your life and if you're pulling this for somebody at a younger age then yeah like I can point out these different aspects that might steer somebody in a certain direction but when people come to me and I pull this for you know people that are in their 30s 40s 50s and point out all these different aspects on the chart it starts clicking it's like okay that makes sense that's why this always happens that's why I have these specific triggers here like it's all falling into it's all falling into place now and it's it really does help um, give them some tools for introspection and for a lot more self-awareness.
0: It definitely did give me some tools and some insight to a lot of the different parts of my past. Now, we weren't just, you know, looking at tarot cards and star charts and natal charts. Uh, we, we did Zoom meetings weekly on Fridays. Remember those?
1: Oh, yes, I remember those. <laughs> truth or drink? Yeah. yeah, Yeah. truth or drink.
0: And uh, it, it helped us get through some of the darker times of 2020 for sure. And it just, it was needed and we were all isolated and either working from home or working out and about. But then after work, we had to go straight home. Yep. So uh, that's how we kind of came together and how the friendship was formed. Um, and then, you know, we really did start kind of swapping some stories and life experiences and we realized that we've lived a very similar life in many ways.
1: Oh, yes. So both of us, like, um, we're, we're both divorcees, divorcees. Um however you pronounce the word. So very much, um, you know, both bigger bearded dudes, you know, struggled with issues of self-esteem and self-worth and whatnot all of our life. And so, yeah, there's there was a lot of parallels that, uh, that were there for sure.
0: And uh, there was even that interesting experiment where we decided to try to run a dating group.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, I remember that well. Like, that, well... You know, rest in peace to that group. But um, it was it was a, a good experiment, I think, because when we started that group, I remember you were you were out of state, where you said you were entirely off the market. You didn't. You weren't looking to date. You weren't looking to hook up. You weren't looking for anything.
0: I had uh, just gotten out of what can best be described as a situation ship. But uh, the bad part of the situation ship was that. The way she was really made me happy. it really touched all aspects of my love languages. And I felt very complete. So when it came to an end, I was at a complete loss. It's
1: like, but she just wasn't in that into
0: you. Yeah, she, she went back to the person she was with before me. And that's a whole different backstory that we don't need to get into.
1: <laughs> but needless to say, you were recovering. Exactly. You were, you were closed for business. Like, and I guess me, on the other hand, I was in a situation where... I had just before as the pandemic broke out um I had was in a 2 year relationship that had come to an end and wasn't really looking anything I wound up um well with what could be best described as a rebound
0: I tried to warn you
1: Yeah you you did try to you did try to warn me but I had I had to touch the stove anyway to see if it was hot and I got burned And after that, I was kind of hitting the bottle pretty hard for a little while. Like, I definitely fell into that that pit of self-loathing. And you kind of reached down and were like, Jeff, pull your shit together. We got to figure something out. And So, um, yeah, I was trying to dip my toes into the water. I wasn't looking for anything serious or anything at that time. I was just, you know, looking to, well, looking to play around, just have some fun. But yeah, we what 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 was it that I that that I said was the problem that that I found at every angle. It was just nothing but Starbucks and yoga pants and dudes holding and dudes with fish photos. <laughs> so, yeah, we put together this dating group because we wanted to try to see if we could bring in an audience of more like-minded people, the especially here living in Utah. Um Whether or not they subscribe to, you know, the church here in Utah, there's still very much that culture, that culture that kind of permeates everything. And member, non-member of the LDS church, a lot of people still subscribe to that kind of LDS culture, that very vanilla culture. So we wanted to put together a group where the non-vanilla people could could come and play.
0: And the non-vanilla people came out of the woodwork in droves. <laughs> and uh, it was very interesting being the guy who wasn't really down to meet up with somebody or be with somebody. To a certain extent, it, it made some people try harder for me, even though it was a futile effort on their part. Okay, well,
1: yeah, like everybody wants what they can't have. <laughs>
0: I think one of the funny things about this is, as Jeff said before, we're very similar in our build, and Jeff's a little taller than I am, but we're we're roughly the same size and big and bearded. And he would go on some misadventures, and then I would get some random friend requests. And through the stories he told, I was able to piece together the episode of his life of what had just happened. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well, I can best describe my, my misadventures as a learning experience, for sure. So there was a lot of just having to discover my worth, having to put an end to old toxic cycles, figure out what I really wanted, what I didn't want, um, being able to better isolate uh, isolate red flags, and being able to really stand up to my, for myself um, when it when it came to to love and relationships, or even just you know casual hookups and things like that. Like I, you said something to me at one point about how. I needed to develop what you called the fuck-off energy. Mm -hmm. And I ultimately got fucked with because I didn't have the fuck-off energy.
0: And I didn't get fucked with because I had the fuck-off energy. And after things had gone south with them, they would, like, friend request me but never talk to me, really, and I wouldn't talk to them. It was interesting.
1: Well, I think an interesting thing that happened there was when they did start talking to you, usually it would be a... Yeah, I'd get a message from you every now and again. You'd be, what's the story with this girl? Like somebody messaged me and they're like, do you know what's going on with Jeff? He just blocked me. And you were just like, well, I mean, you were a lot more diplomatic about it, but you're just like, you probably got blocked because bitch, you be playing.
0: (laughs) Um, Broken people break people and the energy that you dwell at is the energy you attract. Agree or disagree? I agree. While Jeff was in his uh, exploring the universe of Utah experiment, I was, like we said, doing my alone time experiment. And I tried to get Jeff to do the alone time thing, too, and uh, it didn't work out, but it made for some great stories. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I eventually did have to do the alone time thing because um, I guess with my story there, it was, yeah, I had the wild, crazy summer and then um, had kind of a situationship friends with benefits situation, that went south. And then after that, I was closed for business. I said, I don't want to entertain anything that doesn't look like it's going to be an actual relationship. I don't want, I, you know, no more situationships, no more hookups. And then after that, there was still, it was the begin, beginning of 2021, there were still some potentials that came along that looked like they might turn into a serious relationship. So, you know, I I had to chase the rabbit down the rabbit hole. It did not work out well. And then there was one situation that I just, it was a giant red flag, and it kept coming, knocking on my door, and I turned it away, and I turned it away, and I turned it away. But eventually I said, you know what, fuck it, let's give it a go. And the funny thing about that was, is that the whole situation began on my birthday that year, which was the start of Mercury Retrograde that year, and it ended the day that Mercury Retrograde ended. And you see like all of this gray on the sides here? That was all from that three weeks. And so after that, I was done. I was closed for good. No dating, no you know, no hookups, no situationships. I'm just going to focus on me. I'm just going to focus on going on some adventures, meeting some new people, like you know, just hanging out with friends, building my relationships with my friends, and working on myself. So again, you know, wouldn't you know it that that's kind of when you, when you meet the one, like I, I am engaged now. So both of us were on that same journey. We weren't We weren't looking for anything, and, well, we wound up finding each other.
0: Besides all of the chasing tail, red flag saluting, and all of the other nefarious activities that we partook in in those times, we, uh, we got a little deep on some things. Uh, we dug into a blog post that I had made for myself back in December of 2017, and that kind of turned into us trying this thing called man class. You remember that?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, that was back in the time where we had what they called the Nerd Cave. My roommate at the time, he had this big shop where the joke was that we could make anything there except for money. (laughs) It's kind of true. And to be honest, it it was quite the magical place because it was a place where broken men went to go and get their heads back together.
0: It definitely helped a lot of people.
1: Well, most definitely because, I mean, a lot of... With a lot of people, you just, you have to give them something to do. Give them something to take care of. Help them feel like they have some sort of sense of purpose. Give them a project. Give them a safe space to, you know, hand them a beer. Let them vent about their problems. And give them a non-judgmental support group. And slowly but surely, you start seeing them pulling themselves together. Getting their shit together.
0: Now that kind of evolved into what we called the neoteric man, which is an online support group that we were trying to run because at that point COVID was surging again and us getting together wasn't really a safe option for everyone. Mm -hmm. The downfall of it was we were all pretty sick of zoom at that point. (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, we had a couple meetings. It was fun. We learned some things, but ultimately we didn't have traction with it just because everybody was tired of the format of it.
1: And the, the interesting thing that I think we found there was even though we were without, we were trying to focus entirely on men's mental health those Zoom meetings started to become more and more where it was actually more females that were joining in on those meetings, trying to trying to better understand their partners or trying to better understand just men in general, like, you know, what went wrong with their previous relationship, you know, from, from the man's perspective, trying to understand the man's perspective and, like, what they can do to, to better, better be there for the men in their lives.
0: And that's why what we have today is called Mental Flog. We had talked about doing a men's support podcast. I've done a lot of marketing and advertising and things like that. And I looked into it. and I was like, you know, there is a lot of podcasts for him and podcasts for her. But I don't think there's anybody that offers our particular spin or view on things that are looking at it for everybody.
1: At first, I was apprehensive to take on this kind of project with the scope that we were looking at. But then I realized we don't have to be an expert in everything in order to be able to try to, to appeal to the common people out there. We can bring on other experts and expert or not, like everybody has an opinion that's valid that, you know, deserves to be heard.
0: Agreed. We did some back and forth deliberating on it and we came to that conclusion. We're like, hey, we do know a lot of decent people out there that are good resources. So, no matter, you know, if you're straight gay bi trans not trans if you identify as a garden gnome we might know somebody who can talk to you (laughs) (laughs) so that's kind of uh, how this came to be what it is now so Jeff give us a little background on you buddy
1: I am a tarot reader an astrologer ritual magician and an occult enthusiast so I'm known locally as the wizard and I've helped a lot of people in their journey just, you know, to find love, their life purpose, and to break free of old cycles or to break curses, if you will.
0: Jeff, where are you originally from?
1: I am originally from Vancouver, Washington. The so family decided to make what we call the Mecca move here to Salt Lake City. And that's to be closer to, uh, to family and to the church. So, you know, as you can imagine, being a ritual magician or whatnot, I am definitely the, the black sheep of my family.
0: So you were also raised in an LDS household, then? Uh,
1: that I was, very much, and very strict LDS, I might add, as well.
0: It uh, made some interesting experiences for me being raised in a similar environment, so I can only imagine what it was like for you. Well,
1: tell us a little bit about your experience. Where were you from originally?
0: So believe it or not, even though I currently reside in and own a house in Salt Lake City, Utah, I am from a little town called Old Lyme, Connecticut. It's a town that is an interesting area for sure. It has the Old Lime Art Academy. It has some great museums and some cultural history there. But come spring and summer, you're as likely to see an intellectual as you are somebody chugging a beer in a bikini on the beach. <laughs> I was back and forth between Connecticut and Idaho. I moved out at a young age, and I'll get into this a little bit more in depth in some future episodes. But I I did move out at 17 and tried to find my own way, and it was uh, quite the journey, and it partially shaped who I am today for sure.
1: So I think this is another area where our lives kind of run a little bit parallel because like, I actually bought my first house at the age of 19.
0: So that's kind of my backstory of where I'm from. I've been in Utah since 2010 and I bought my house last year before everything went crazy completely in the market. I actually am a service writer at a local garage, but I have, as we mentioned in, you know, our intro to the, the podcast, a history in sales. I've worked for some of the bigger names in auto sales in the area. I've worked for some of the smaller names. And uh, I even at one point ran my own small business. So it's definitely helped uh, me with some different skill sets. So now that you know a little bit more about us, um, one thing we want to add here is you probably heard that this is going to be an interactive show. And one of the things that we have for a tool to help with interactivity is we have a voicemail. So what this means is that if you have a question for us, instead of having to type out an email or try to find us on social media... We've made it very simple. All you need to do is give a call to 435-538-9556. That number is going to go directly to voicemail where you can leave your question. And by all means, let us know if we can include your audio in the show. We are going to be running uh, what they call seasons. And this is the Phoenix Rising season. We're going to start out a little bit darker and then get into the happy stuff. Our very next episode is going to be Jeff talking about his tower moment. Jeff, can you explain to us more what a tower moment is? Well,
1: a tower moment, that's a term that's used in the metaphysical community. And it it typifies um, what happens in your life when you pull the tower card in the tarot deck. Which is kind of interesting because, you know, when people who don't know anything about tarot, they think, oh, you know, the, the death card. You know, like, I just hope that, you know, they don't pull the death card. And then you pull the tower instead and they're like, oh, a tower. Like, I mean, is, is that good or, or what? I'm like, no. This is probably the most ominous and most feared card and also probably the most understood card in the tarot because each one of those cards in the major arcana, it, it follows the literary trope of the hero's journey. The tower is the moment in which everything falls apart. This is the bad guys are losing, their back is up against the wall, everything has crumbled. You'll lose everything. You'll lose your house, your wife, your job, all of the things that you get back if you play a country song backwards. (laughs) And you're starting from ground zero. So, But the thing about the tower, or having a tower moment, is that the very next card is going to be the star. So the star represents hope and healing. This is the rebirth. This is... Starting from ground zero, yes, but you have a blank slate, and you are rediscovering who you are, what it is that you want in life, your hopes, dreams, talents, and ambitions, and just completely redefining yourself at this moment and being able to move forward with that blank slate.
0: Very nice. I am a reader of people like Gary John Bishop, John Kim, and in their books, there is definitely sections where they talk about where life fell apart the tower, if you will. This is when the wheels fall off, the train goes off the rails, everything has gone to hell in a handbasket, and you, sir, or madam, are the (laughs) handbasket. So, in these upcoming episodes, we are going to be talking about our personal tower moments. Now, our next episode is going to be Jeff's, talking about his tower, followed by that, it will be me. And then... We have our first guest coming in, and this woman is a complete badass, and she used to be my personal trainer, and she's gone off to make her own business and do amazing things for amazing people, and I am honored that she would even consider to be on our show with us. It's going to be a great time. So that being said, um, we are going to be launching one episode a month for right now. That's what we committed to. We don't want to overextend ourselves. So the 13th of every month is when our shows are going to launch. And Why the 13th, Jeff?
1: Because 13 is traditionally thought to be an unlucky number, even though, I mean, the, the reason behind the superstition is, it's, it's a little bit ridiculous, but, I mean, it's it's when, the day that the Knights Templar were all drugged out and executed was on uh, Friday the 13th. I don't
0: think anybody's getting to execute us, so we're just going to be with our little weird selves releasing podcasts on the 13th of every month. Now, it is my hope, our hope that uh, you listeners will actually hit us up with some decent questions and we can turn those into, you know, a companion episode every month where we do dive in and answer questions from, you know, the listeners and see what else we can dive into with you guys together. Now, I recognize that one episode a month might seem like forever, and some of you might have some personal questions that aren't quite fit for the voicemail or the show. Jeff, if somebody would like to reach out to you to use your services, what's the best way to go about that?
1: So um, you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, or on TikTok. It's just at Jeffrey Moyer Wizard, which that's spelled J E F F R I E and then M O I R. So just at Jeffrey Moyer Wizard is how you find me on those platforms.
0: Now Jeff does an amazing TikTok uh, segment called "What Planet Is Fucking Up My Shit Today." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, not every day does he tell us what planet fucks up our shit, but he's getting better about that, and it's it's worth a watch. It really is.
1: Yes, that is definitely uh, an area where I need to to improve. I, I should be doing those on a daily basis, but as, you know, life happens to us all, I've just been putting them out as I can when I can.
0: Well, folks, this has been episode zero of Mental Flog. Now, I would like to add to this that if you hear any background noises and occasional dog noise or kitchen noise, this show is recorded in front of a live studio audience, aka my roommates in my house in our kitchen, and uh, they're trying to not be noisy, and the animals are decently well-behaved, but while we don't currently have the, uh, the ability to afford a podcasting studio, we have a pretty decent setup here, and I think our quality would be pretty excellent. Well, everybody, thanks for joining in. I'm Bishop.
1: And I'm Jeff.
0: And we'll see you guys on the 13th of next month.